This is Shop Dog Radio, episode 31, with Asher Rod. Welcome to Shop Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, and on this show, we bring you inspiring guests to dive underneath the hood of the creative entrepreneurial lifestyle to bridge the gap between art, commerce, and inspiration. What is up, Shop Talk Creatives? Today, I get to bring to you today's guest, Asher Roth, who is an amazing hip-hop artist from Pennsylvania. Him and I met back a few years ago at a Pencils of Promise party and have our friend uh, Scooter Braun in common. And we reconnected at Scooter's Writing recently. And I wanted to have him on the podcast because not only is he a great guy and he just has a lot of depth and a lot of core and a lot of heart, which I love. And we get to talk about how he started his career in hip hop and It's interesting because he's one of the very few white hip-hop artists out there that have really built a name for themselves, and I really admire that. And we get to talk about how that came to life and how his dreams came to life and and where along the way he built his career. Asher is probably best known for his debut single, I Love College, which you've probably heard. Man, I love college. back a few years ago and that really put him on the map and we get to dive deep into how that happened and how that was created we also just have a really great life chat and talk about life relationships living with your passion creativity and how to make music as a uh, as a young entrepreneur I recently just started using the word life chat and what I love about life chatting is talking deep about life, things that really matter and getting to the core and taking the deeper cut of how we feel and our emotions and what really drives us. I really appreciate Asher's openness to get deep on today's episode. So without further ado, let's just jump in. This one's for all of y'all, I'm the same as all of y'all I'm on my shit, I work real hard enough for every little bit that I get But this is all I need What is up guys? We've got Asher Roth in the studio today, welcome Pew 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 There he is Pew pew Getting his pew pew on Pew 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 <laughs> All the way from Morrisville, man. I'm coming from Morrisville, Pennsylvania I took the Amtrak I should have probably taken the New Jersey Transit it's real, but too many stops. So I took the Amtrak here, uh, got off at Penn Station. I walked to 57th uh, between 5th and 6th. I saw my homegirl, Cheryl. We spoke about the future. Mm. Um, then I walked to uh, the Mac store on 59th and 5th. Wow. Where my cousin, Graham, is a general manager. That place is insane. There's people camped out ready and for uh, just an, an announcement a product announcement like and it's happening in two weeks or something i mean people are bizarre um then i went and got some ramen i got some ramen mm. out of place uh on uh, 56th and 6th about and then i met up with my sister her boyfriend and my cousin came after work at 6 30 at, at a little happy hour for some guinness mm. uh, i'm a guinness drinker and uh what else happened man i um 
after that, you know, I was probably, I was in a pretty good place, went back to my cousin's crib for a second, started watching the movie Neighbors. Have you seen Neighbors? I just saw it, actually. Did you think it was funny? It was pretty funny. I was I had a good, a good kick out of it. I, I got to watch, like, the first, like, uh, half an hour. I was cool, you know? Seth Rogen's, Seth Rogen's a good dude. <laughs> and uh, then I went to uh, check out Ricky Rose in Brooklyn uh, with my buddy Ty and nice. Aristotle, and then uh, kind of went back to... Um, Eris's crib and, and played some uh played some Madden and um just getting geared up and ready for football season man so nice. that was my big into football yeah yeah I mean I'm a big Niners fan it gives you kind of something to do just kind of the culture too I guess uh, just like taking a day uh being with your friends uh having a drink rooting on your favorite team that kind of community communal vibe uh that like sports in general can bring to people uh I'm I'm a fan of yeah, it's funny because the first time I ever went to Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. went to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and Western, I sh- Western yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I shot Ben Roethlisberger. Amazing. Yeah, for Amazing. Nike, one of my first jobs ever. So, did you have his sandwich? I believe he has a sandwich. It might be at the Pramani Brothers uh, mm. spot. Did you have his? Uh- you know, I think this was way before he was anybody. I mean, he was still big, but this right. was 2005, beginning of then. So, yeah, I think yeah. he was just on the rise. He's, he's got quite a story, you know, crashing his bike and all the stuff that he's been through. And he's a Super Bowl champion, you know. Yeah, he's Big been ben, there. Man. Big Ben. But, you know, enough about Ben. Let's talk about Asher. Hey, man. Let's, yeah. uh, let's get into it. You know, let's give kind of for those that don't know who you are that haven't maybe maybe heard. Let's just get a little, you know, you're from Morrison. Morse, Morseville. 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 Yeah, that's where I grew up. I grew up in Bucks County. So you let's just give us an overall story of, of where you're from, what you're up to, what you've been up to, what you've created. That's uh, a lot. Synopsis. synopsis. Yeah, it's like the cliff just notes. The, the cliff notes of your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this is always fun when somebody else tells the story. Um, I guess I can do my best. It's just a small town, Bucks County, uh, mm. Pennsylvania, East Coast kid. Um, uh, played baseball, again, sports thing. And I, I think it's very important for youth and, and kids to get into uh, team sports and uh, mm. team activities when they're young to learn kind of cooperation and what it's like. Because as I've grown up, I've realized how much of a team sport life is. Uh, I can't really go at it alone. So um, played baseball growing up, and then you know when I realized you know didn't didn't grow out of my like 16 year old body. You know I was like okay, I'm probably not going to go pro, um, and and started going towards more of the creative side of things mm. and found myself making hip hop music with my buddy Brian Sellers. Uh, in his basement and got a lot of early on encouragement, reinforcement from people like, hey, you're pretty good at this, Uh, keep going, Mm. which is a very important part of the process. You know I mean? Some people um, go their lives without positive reinforcement in in the art world and just still are dedicated to it. Uh, And I was lucky enough to have some very um, uh, supportive supportive people in my life at the time uh, a couple breakthroughs using the internet myspace mm. um myspace helped me out really really a lot um and you know facebook's of the world facebook got introduced when i was in, in, in college and uh just utilizing it early on not really understanding what it really was yet mm. and i mean i still think now we're, we're figuring out that uh like how these platforms actually operate yeah but i used myspace uh by uh, my man scooter braun yeah. Ended up ended up finding uh, finding me on, on MySpace and um, f- moved down to Atlanta uh, to be closer to uh, what was and still is an epicenter of hip hop. Um, moved with my buddies fresh out of college. Um, 
ended up writing that record about how much I loved college. Yeah. Uh, because we missed it, man. I mean, it was like, you know, we left school. I left after two years, two and some change, and I went into this whole new world. And uh, I think that's an important process. I think it was one of the uh, more important decisions that I made in my life was just uprooting from Morrisville, Pennsylvania, a small mm. town. Uh, you know, where I went to school in Westchester, Pennsylvania, is a little bit outside of Philadelphia, uh, an education business uh, school that I went to for elementary education. Wanted to be a teacher, still kind of do. Uh, hardest job mm. on the planet, probably. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then just deciding I'm going to go for it. And again, supportive people in my life and and my boy Tom and, and, and Brian and my buddy Shannon who came with me as a support group and, and uh, other people who kind of wanted to ad adventure out and see what else is out there. And, uh, you know, again, using the internet, uh, using some positivity and, and fun, people latched on to, to what we were doing with, mm. uh, with the Isle of College stuff and then uh, Asleep in the Bread Isle and the Greenhouse Effect and all this early on. This is around 2009. Mm. Um, then, uh, you know, had, had moderate success, moved to New York City for a little bit, 2nd Street between 1st and A. Nice. In the Lower East Side. Uh, did a, a mixtape, Seared Foie Gras with Quincy Cranberry, very inspired by New York City. Um, did a Roth EP with my buddy Knott's Raw. And, uh, I mean, ever since that first brush and run-in with the music industry, the business, the fame... Uh, the notoriety and all of this stuff, uh, still finding myself in the whole thing and, and, and continuing to develop a relationship with myself and mm. who I was and what I wanted. Uh, and that's kind of where we are today, man. Just recently in, uh, in April, I released a, uh, an album, first independent record release for me, um, Retro Hash. Yeah. Uh, which was a long time coming, man, a culmination of a lot of things just because of the setbacks and my experiences within the major label and, and, uh, and just um, asking for permission and, and, and the, the, the pace of the whole thing. Uh, and I think we just live in an era where it's important to just create and share it yeah. and go from there. And I had, I had, uh, I had uh, issues and just like trouble with uh, allowing the business to get the best of, of the art. Mm. Um, I don't really want to be in like it's not like oh man art over like it's not it's not really that serious it's just more so um not diluting your your voice too much because yeah. I think it's very powerful when when you have integrity and you have a, a, a like a vision something you want to say and and people know it's actually coming from an honest place and it's not you're not just like a spokesperson or uh saying what you know saying what other people want you to say yeah. so yeah, man, here we are today in your living room, kind of uh, 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 from, a, from a boy to a man, kind of uh, what's been going on since introduced in the scene around 21 years old. I've been probably making music professionally now for four, eight years and wow. uh, just turned 29. I just had my Saturn return, so Ooh. everything has come crashing down <laughs> um, and it's time to build back up, man. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, it's... And it's interesting. There's a couple things that, like you said, that I want to kind of go back and touch on. And one of the first ones was, you know, your your friends that you you said, yeah, you, you got to go after this. This is you're you're good at this. You're talented. How did that come about? Because there's, I mean, you look at all these other, you know, you look at American Idol, mm -hmm. and then it, I'm sure these people are telling their friends like, oh yeah, you're good. You should go after For this sure. when they. <laughs> 
they aren't like for sure completely not like completely. So, so, uh, you know like who are the friends that you had in your life like who obviously it's a, it's about the people that you surround yourself absolutely with. i mean and that's just it man i think uh you are a culmination of the people you surround yourself with so uh i always kind of say that on stage too it's just like hey man like surround yourself with good people because they will rub off on you yeah um and that's just it i mean at the same time you do have to be realistic about the situation i mean you will you do see a lot of people who are just <laughs> not very talented and they have support if you were like follow your dreams man like follow your passion like it's gonna happen one day you have to be realistic at some point with when you look at yourself and say you know is this something one that i really want and two is this something that i'm really good at or you know and it's okay but uh you know i gotta know the difference between hobbies and jobs and it's, it's one thing to create um just for yourself and just paint in your living room and it's all good but it's another thing to like aspire to have your own gallery and you know be making a career out of it yeah uh the arts is uh, it's a really hard, if not the most difficult thing to make a career out of. Um, very lucky right now in, in this era with the, with the, all the technology that allows us to kind of have our own personalized, like online galleries mm. and giving people a little bit more of a platform to, to do their own thing, but still very, very hard to, to make a living out of it. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, t you talked a little bit about that too, but I want to take a little bit of a deeper cut into, the art of selling your art, especially in the music world. I mean, you talked about um, you talked about how do you stay true to yourself, but also create something that's commercially viable. Because I mean, right. there is that balance of oh, making a living. It's forever. It's the it's the forever war of of uh, you know fulfilling self fulfillment, but also responsibility to uh, the, from the business side of things. Like, yeah, you have to pay rent. You need you need food. I can't just like imagine, it's not like the scene from Hook, you know, where I can just imagine this feast and like then then be fed. Like uh, you really have to put food on the table. So um, that's, I, I guess that's what I've, I've been searching for. And I feel like we did a really good job with it in, um, with Retro Hash. So with records like Fast Life and even prior to that, a record like Grind. Um, uh, Grind was a very, uh, socially conscious mm. uh, records. So I don't know how well that was, that flew with the industry because it was like, you know, those lines like the American dream is a pyramid scheme. And I don't know if like, that's necessarily what, uh, you know, is the agenda of the media to be like, Hey, yeah, everybody just stop working and like do what you love. <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, it didn't get as much, um, Great song, great record. People really responded to it, especially the working class and, and the kind of people it was written for, but didn't get this, the same uh, you know backing and push that you do need from like why you would be signed to a major label is because yeah. they have access and they have the ability to get your record and, and create and build and, and buy awareness. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the hardest thing. So uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I've just, it's, it's kind of about sleeping at night for me, I guess. And yeah. like, and being okay, like, yeah, like the money will definitely help. And I haven't even really experienced to the point where, um, you know, it's like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars where money is no longer a concern. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really know what that feels like, but like, I do know what it feels like to create something amazing and have people go, this saved, changed, you know, touched me in, in whatever fashion that stuff is like, to me, like, it makes you feel so light and so so real. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm sure you know when you get, when you do get when you look at your bank account and you have a high score, like that feels good too. But it's just a di- it's more of like a sense of security. Yeah, it's not so much a sense of like love. Um, and I don't know, man. I just don't want to like abuse music and like abuse the power of it because it's like kind of the one thing to me that's that threads and brings everybody together. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'm just trying to find a way to make amazing music like. Um, in retro hash, fast life, you know, is, is a is an accessible song. Be right is an accessible song. These are songs where I'm still talking about, you know, the stuff that I'm going through, and it's still real music. Um, but it also feels like something that a lot of people can can bump and play. Mm. So I do feel like they're responsible records. Um, it's funny because you know, just uh, you know, kind of reading and, and hearing about like Neil Young mm. and how he used to get in trouble with his record labels because. Uh, they would cause they would say he would make irresponsible records you know basically just making music yeah and, and not understanding hey we need to sell this you know what i mean and uh i just watched a movie the other day have you ever seen the movie uh frank no any chance it's no. about like these uh this kind of indie band maggie gyllenhaal's in it okay. she's amazing she's really funny um and this guy wears this like fake head when he performs and he goes through this whole transformation of they're very indie, they're very like kind of like niche and and just do their own thing. Like Maggie plays like the the theremin in the band and stuff. Um, and this guy, this kid comes along, finds his way into the band just you know through life events and tries to make their music more likable. Mm. You know, and I feel like you know that happens a lot where A and Rs and music label reps and all these guys, everybody's got their own opinion about what they think you should make and mm. what you could do better and what they would like. Uh, so I think it always comes back to uh, really knowing what you want and making what you like and standing by that. And uh, it's hard, man. It's, yeah. not, it's not easy. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, when you first started, you, you had something that attracted the music labels and you had. So there was there was a, an original DNA of your style and mm-hmm. of, of what you were going for. How's that like transition through the years once you got picked up by the label and you started working with these people? How has it been? How do you balance that that passion and and your vision for what you want to do with what they're trying to get you to do? Well, it is. I mean, it is kind. Of, I mean, or you just don't, or you just don't <laughs> try to balance it. It's like not everybody's mission aligned. Not everybody has like your best interest. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people in the music industry, and not everybody, but there's just people who want to keep their job you know and Mm -hmm. then at the end of the day it's still a business so it's like at the bottom line like what what's the bottom line what's the number at the end of the day Mm. uh and it's really hard to do that with with art you know it's really hard to give it a a uh, numerical value yeah um so yeah i mean for me i i have no problem having being cooperative you know what i mean And, and making compromises along the way um, but if there's just some stuff you have to say no to, there's some stuff you have to stand up for. Um, you know, I compare it to, uh, um, like movies a lot, mm. um, where are, uh, where, where, uh, big movie stars, um, you know, whether like maybe Robert Downey Jr. can do his, you know, bro- his off Broadway or Broadway plays. He can do his like indie stuff, but then he does Iron Man. You know what I mean? And it kind of balances it out where it allows him to have this financial freedom and be a, a huge movie star, uh, but also at the same time fulfill his artistic, you know, yeah. passion. So, you know, 
I'm still trying to figure it out, man, as far as where I want to be. I just know that music is really important to me and it's mm -hmm. really important to other people. Uh, and I'm not interested in just making shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just like, and just passing out shit uh, just purely to, you know, pad my ego and my bank account, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, we talked about this a little bit the other day when we were hanging out and with music, it's so much harder to to do that i mean for me like i can take a commercial job make some money and then go do my own stuff on the side right. and that's like a blip in time you right. know it's not a huge project that takes months right so how do you do that how how do you do that for music how do you balance that the commercial with the stuff that you actually really want to do uh, yeah it's hard man because i use my real name like asher roth is my government name asher paul roth is my full name so it's like there's almost a level of this is personal, you know, and uh, which is good and bad. Like sometimes it'd be nice to have like a character that I could just hide behind or mm. a band that I didn't it, I didn't take it so personally. You yeah. Know? So, um, you know, different things like that. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like you you just have to do what um, you have to do, do what like feels right. And. Uh, and and have your your non-negotiables with a line that you're like here's my line and I, and, I, and I won't cross this but again yeah you said it like it's a little bit easier as a photographer no one's gonna be everyone everyone kind of understands so you gotta mm -hmm. dude I understand you gotta shoot puma you know what I mean and then yeah. but you can still kind of make it cool and like hopefully that's what um, you can get into the groove with is just making commercially successful music that's just really good and really cool yeah uh, it's tough though because um you know it's uh it's kind of a gated community you know mm -hmm. whereas like um it's the the industry has like their guys the music the major labels they they, they they control it for the most part so like they they put their their players in you know what yeah. I mean? so if you're not playing for their team it's really going to be hard to break through and you have to cultivate your own own audience and that's kind of where i think it all leads to now is just uh doing your thing man and like you know make the radio make the labels all them make them come to you by staying true to yourself and cultivating your own mm -hmm. audience and, and and rather than buying an audience yeah know? it seems like that i mean definitely where that's been going the last few years yeah. with youtube and For the sure. internet it's yeah. it's very build your audience build your following build your brand and then then you can do what you yeah. want. You have the power. Totally. And you do need help. I mean, yes, you can do it all by yourself. You know what I'm saying? But it would be very nice to, to work hand in hand with a major label because one, their experience to their reach. Yeah. Um, you know, and when you have that infrastructure that a major label has from radio to, to promo to, you know, all that, it's, it's, it's really nice to have that. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a luxury, but at the same time, you can't rely on that. You yeah. know, you have to really get out and do it yourself and have your own experiences with it. Uh, and that's how you really learn. I think the early on, uh, I didn't ask as many questions as I should have. Like, mm. how does this happen and why? And just be like a little four year old. You know what I mean? Why? Why? <laughs> why? Why? And never stop. Yeah. Never stop asking why. Uh, and so, I've, you know, it's been it's been an amazing learning experience for me. And for some reason, I, I still want to be here. I mean, I've had I've gotten my ass beat. You know what I'm saying? I've gotten crushed. I mean, um, 
of course the love that I've received completely outweighs it. But at the same time, there's, I've had really dark experiences just with people and just with, wow, is this ever going to, am I ever going to break through? Like for real, for real, you know, it's one thing for people to know a song of mm -hmm. mine. It's another, it's another to like people to know that you're contributing and like that, uh, and, and who you are as a person. And that's always been important to me mm. from even just from a brand standpoint. Yeah. Just like, I feel like it's important for people to know who you are. Yeah. Uh, m now more than ever. So, uh, you know, I think that kind of relatability, the uh, accessibility and obviously knowing when to turn it off. Privacy is a huge topic of conversation with yeah. just the NSA stuff and uh, something that people were really quick to get rid of. And now they want it back. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, again, knowing your lines, knowing where everything kind of sits and, and kind of that's where I am is just like sitting on top of the hill with my staff sitting, you know, Native American style and uh and, and surveying the land and yeah. seeing where everything is. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, in your, what I love about your music, it's very positive. It's, uh -huh. it's very energetic and it's definitely different, a different vibe than most rap. And yeah. obviously it's a, it's a different, but it's still in that, in that culture. Where do those values come from of just positivity and putting yourself out there? And for sure, family, I mean, family first, I'm very, very lucky to have, uh, a supportive family mm. um it wasn't like they were always like oh great my son's dropping out of college to be a rapper like that was it definitely wasn't <laughs> it definitely wasn't one of those things like oh man this is a great decision but um my dad it was funny because my dad's critical in a good way i mean he just cares he cares a lot very very awesome dude um and always wants me to improve and be be a better person so having that in the house is nice um yeah the values definitely come from uh from family and then just having my own experiences, man. Like my experiences in being negative and thinking that like, you know, I know it's kind of a new age way of thinking and, and some people are into it and some people are not, but I, I'm pretty sure it's proven at this point that, you know, your attitude determines your latitude, man. And like, mm. if you, being positive is contagious, smiling is contagious. Like when some, of course, I'm, I get bummed out. I get bummed out a lot, but like, I don't want that to be like, what I, I don't want to attract a bunch of bummed out people. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, let me get all bummed out. And yes, I'll use music to kind of like help me through that. Um, but overall, you have to just be like, okay, like if this is the worst thing that happens in my life, I made out all right. And there's horrible tragedies that happen to people all the time. And like uh, just keeping all that stuff in perspective and, and understanding like how, how, uh, much of a like learning experience and a journey this all is like by no stretch of the imagination have I have I like figured out why I'm here <laughs> or what I'm doing but like th at least I can I can you know keep a smile on my face while I'm doing it yeah yeah I love that yeah. you know and, and it just goes to show you that that your your world and your reality is pretty much in your mind so if you're sure. creating positive thoughts you're going to create a positive reality for sure and it's not all always going to be that way you yeah. know and i think that like uh sometimes um you have to be realistic again being realistic about the situation it's not just like oh i can if i'm just happy all the time like it's all only good things are going to happen to me it's like no bad things it's about keeping everything in perspective mm -hmm. and, and you know yeah finding trying to find the best of the situation um and I'm pretty good at that. You know, I don't know why. I don't know if it's genetic. I don't know if it's just, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's something that I've decided is really important to me is to stay positive. Mm. You know what I mean? Because 
shit sucks sometimes yeah you just got to keep it moving totally it's interesting i mean we just were talking about like i just got back from la and i was i've taught this workshop on the lens of creativity and seeing your life through the the lens of, of being creative not just as an artist but as a way of living mm -hmm. creativity is a way of operating mm -hmm. and it's you can create your life mm -hmm. and you know you have different obviously everybody has different circumstances but you seem like somebody who's created their life and for sure who's gone through it in that perspective yeah i mean again i'm, I'm lucky because of my starting point like middle class like pretty much just like a, a white piece of paper i didn't have to dig myself out of poverty you know what i mean I, I didn't come from like a single family home and like there's not much adversity which is a great starting point to have but no way did i grow up you know in a luxurious home with uh, a millionaire millionaire family and have a bunch of tools at my disposal but i did have you know supportive family and friends mm. and a positive attitude and i think those are that's a great fork and knife to yeah. start with you know um and yeah i mean I, i'm with you dude it's just it's not like there's that kind of kind of mis misconception where people I have, to, I have to go find myself yeah. i have to go find my life you know and no it's you you do you you create your life you yeah. go this is what i want to do but People are scared to be alone, man. People are kind of like, you know, um, companionship is right there at the bottom of our, our hierarchy of needs. It's like, you know, food, water, yeah. air, and, and companionship. And, uh, you know, it's funny because with the internet, again, uh, and, and all this kind of instant access stuff, um, you know, people aren't tanking. I don't think they are for sure, but uh, kind of generalizing that, I feel like some, a majority of people aren't taking the opportunity to really be alone. Yeah. Um, and you know, that manifesto that you read downstairs of just like, this is your life, man. It's really short. Like, what do you want to do? Be passionate about that and ask yourself those questions uh, and give yourself honest answers and like real honest assessments. And there's nothing wrong with being like, yo, I'm not where I want to be right now. And, and don't, and don't settle. Don't just be like, oh, okay, well, this is just what it is right now. Like surround yourself with good people um, and, and make changes if, if changes need to be made and that, all that kind of stuff. Man. Yeah. And so, you know, you're, you know, you just said you grew up in a suburban area. How did you get into hip hop from that? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 85. So by the time the 90s hit, hip hop was everywhere, you know? And it wasn't mm. necessarily on the street corner in Morrisville, Pennsylvania on the block, but it was on our televisions, it was on our radio. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it had gotten to a point where, you know, it's top 10. So it's like, you have Jermaine Dupree and Jay-Z doing money in a thing. And I'm 12 years old. I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yes, that's what <laughs> I want to do that. Um, you know, and it wasn't necessarily that I could relate to it, but you, your impression, what you think is cool. Um, but it, I started to gravitate towards more the lyrical side of things, yes, but the fun side of stuff, like that's the, where I want to keep it is like the communal, fun, educational uh, side of hip hop. Yeah. You know, when I when I first heard you know Black Star, uh, that definition record, it's like Lord have mercy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's fun. Like it's it's a, it's a it's a vibe that like man, I wanna yes, I, I wanna have a beer and, and and smoke a joint and be around a little little Miss Fat Booty, like you know. And um, that stuff, I feel like, from a unifying standpoint, I feel like hip-hop, everybody wants to like hip-hop. Um, it's a great, you can, a range of emotions. You can talk about what's going on, like, if you're upset personally, you can talk about what's going on in the world. Uh, it's, it's got influences from blues, jazz, uh, rock, rock and roll, I mean, everything. Hip-hop is, and it's like, and you can boogie down and dance and... 
Uh, I just think it allows for a lot of freedom and, ex- and expression of yeah. self. And, and that's why I love it, man. Yeah, that's great. How do you, I mean, do you freestyle a lot or do you sit down and write? How does it, what's your process with it's that? It's a little bit of both. I mean, the freestyling stuff is more like, um, party side of things do you know what i mean yeah. when it's like when you're with your friends and you're bringing down when i'm writing a song i'm typically writing you know mm-hmm. what i mean i'm typically like what do i want to say right now um and sometimes not sometimes i'll just take a word you know and just and just start play with the words like uh i remember a, a good old slobber knocker this like a yammer yager shot up top beyond the block or chalk it up and pound a lager and it's just like that's just me taking <laughs> uh slobber knocker and playing with that word really uh not not really am I like, what do I want to say here? But on Fast Life, um, I wanted to tell the story about my homegirl who who just got caught up in it and ended yeah. up passing away. Um, and that was my intention. I was like, what do I want to say here? And that makes it a little bit easier to write when you know what you what you want to say. Yeah. So where did Grind, where was that? Where was the roots of that? That was, I, I guess, a culmination of, as I look back, a culmination of everything that I was going through in the music business because I, I felt like I was working my ass off, right? And I still couldn't really break through in regards to who I really was and what I was really mm. about. So Isle of College was huge. But then when we tried, I guess I guess maybe we skipped a step because we did the Be By Myself with CeeLo and that was a little bit weird. It wasn't a nice transition. Like we could have done Fallen off Asleep in the Bed of Fallen or La Di Da. Those two records kind of would have would have been a nice transition out of Isle of College and, and more of a, you know, an introduction to who I am. I mean, La Di Da is a really fun record. Um, that again is about like, you know, when I can't take it, I can't take it no more. This is what I say. La di da da da. La di da da da. Over. And that's just like, again, a record that's like, yo, life gets hard. It's going to take you down, but you have to rise above all that stuff. Mm. Uh, and Fallen is almost like a literal uh, introduction to, to myself. So I remember way back, I mean, way back ages, eighth grade, I think, feels like yesterday. Bowl cuts was the craze. I was crazy. Long blonde hair all over the place. And I'm pale as I ever was. Baby face with a frame like a skeleton. Skinny kid, now nah, friends with about everyone. No shit, I was cool. I had plenty fun. With one wish, I would grow up big. No, not built. But they said, drink my milk. Didn't get nowhere. Switched up diet. Started having hip hop. Pops didn't buy it. One or more Springsteen. Earth, wind, fire. Felt that was fine but the rhyme had to try it couldn't hide the fact i wanted to rap bought jay-z cd with my own cash and that was back around 98 with the annie sample and money ain't a thing and even though i really couldn't relate i kept studying and listening stuff in my face and that's the kind of stuff that like what we're talking about just in rhyme form Mm. do you know what i mean so uh yeah man i i uh i kind of got off off the, the beaten path and what we're talking about no it's all good i mean that just that just creates another like question for me is like when you were writing that song and you were discovering who asher roth was at that point who was asher roth at that point no idea i mean i remember when no id uh that was a thing like in introducing yourself to the music industry like they wanted to know who you were and like at like 21 22 years old whatever 20 years old you have no idea. Like you're just like you can you can you have hints, but at the same time it's you're forever figuring out who you are. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like and you don't even know until you're faced with certain situations. So when they asked me like who are you? I was like, oh, I don't know, like me. <laughs> like, and because he was like, you know, he would say, he was like, well, here's an example. Like, Jay-Z is the hustler, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, Rick Ross and um 
Kanye is like Charles Barkley meets Gnarls Barkley and like all that kind of stuff. And he's like, who are you? And I didn't really have an answer to the question and I, I still don't. Um, but it's, it's through writing music, through these conversations that we're having, through the relationships, whether it be girlfriends or friends or, you know, just experiences, you start to figure out who you are. And I don't know if you can necessarily, you know, pinpoint that with adjectives and stuff and, uh, and whatnot, but you do it through your actions, man. Yeah. So what would you say is one monumental moment of self-discovery through your writing process? Man, a monumental moment of self-discovery through the writing process. Um, I mean, like first early on, it's just, it was just all about me. Mm. Um, and just writing about me. And just recently, um, I was able to start writing about other things, Mm. uh, and other people and tell other people's stories. And I think that was a breakthrough just in regards to the writing process and in regards to music and where I wanted to take it uh, and where I continue to want to take it is, um, is about, it's about all of us. It's about, it's about everything. It's like you can literally write a song about anything. Um, and I think, you know, just recently uh, with this Retro Hash album, a breakthrough in self-discovery of, of, of realizing that it's not, a, it's not about me. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's uh, huge, 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 huge. Yeah. So where does that take you now in terms of your foresight into what you want to create? Um, it just opens up the world a little bit more, man. Um, and uh, yeah, I just like you know being, you know, you don't you don't have to take it's not a, it's, again if it's not about you, it's not personal, it's not that serious. So like, just just do it. Just like do what you do make some music, make finger paintings, you know, go to, just make shit, you know, yeah. and just do shit and like, go do shit. And, <laughs> uh, and you'd be amazed at the results, man. So, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to overthink this whole thing. I'm not trying to like, uh, insert myself or, or push the river. Uh, I just like, like to do my thing. I like to be, you know, obviously comfortable, but at the same time, uncomfortable in order to grow uh and just have amazing amazing experience and just like look back and feel like i lived a full life i mean you always kind of hear the cliche question if like you know if your life was a movie would anybody want to watch it and i Mm. think so far like what we talked about from creating your life i feel like so far in my life through the first chapter of the saturn return that i've gone through (laughs) uh i did pretty good so far and I feel nice. like I, now I can take the lessons that we and I are talking about, apply them to this next chapter, uh, and continue to become a uh, a whole a whole being. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting you say that too. It is in reflection, reflection of your life as a movie, and it's are you not only is do you want to watch the movie when you're done, but are you proactively directing your life at the right. same time? Right, right, right. Are you in dry, are you in the control, you know? Yeah. But it's cool sometimes to like just let let things happen. But yeah, you gotta you gotta come back and be like, is this what I want? Is this what I but yeah. Um I hope so. do you wanna you wanna be the director of your movie, right? Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. You don't want somebody else directing your movie, right? No, I want to create my life. Absolutely. I want to create everything that happens in it. Absolutely. And remember it. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny because I mean, I've, I've started this hashtag campaign called create your moments Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we're just launching it now. And it's, it's really about the intention of living life intentionally. Right. You know, it, it pushes through Instagram and the kind of the idea is that you're, you know, we hashtag the photo because it was like an intentionally created moment, you know, in your life. And it's your life's a series of moments that you create. Mm -hmm. So I want to create my life as a a series of beautiful moments in a movie. Right. They're not always going to be, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs, but for the most part. Yeah. And I I think, you know, saying, saying yes is is important to Mm. that, you know, like uh, when someone invites you to go do something or anything like that, like, do it go say yeah you know know, a lot of people i feel like no i don't want to do that or no i don't know i don't really feel like doing that right now it's just like when you kind of open yourself up to possibilities and like go go do stuff again you you allow yourself to have more moments yeah you allow yourself to grow and like honestly man those experiences those moments good or bad uh sometimes the bad more important than the good is what makes you it's uh, what's develops you it's like that's who you who you are yeah um and you know for i don't know but a lot it seems like some people are are scared of those experiences yeah Uh, for me i'm i'm with you man i'm i'm on your team where it's just like let's go but it takes you know it takes it takes being you know getting rid of fear it takes getting over yourself Mm. you know what i mean some people are like you know, when they operate in social settings and stuff, they're like concerned what other people think about them. And that can be paralyzing to the point where like you won't, you won't speak up or, you know, you won't, you know, you know, say what you're thinking about or whatever, because you're scared how people are going to respond. Um, got it. It's, that's one of those things you just got to get over because you know, the, the, what's, what's that, uh, what's that saying? The, the ones who matter don't mind and the ones who mind don't matter. You know, whatever mm. it is, the, the people who who uh, who matter don't mind, and the ones who mind don't matter. Yeah, that's um, good. And that's that's real, man. I mean, like the people I I hang out with and who I love to be around uh, um, are non judgmental and, and beautiful and open minded and like to have fun. And just like the ones that aren't, you, they they come and they go and they and they peace out. You know? Yeah. So how does one push step into fear? You just got to do it. You do it. You just you just jump. And you let go. Um, I think that's really been really hard for me, man, is just letting go. Mm. Uh, there's stuff that makes me feel um, secure, happy, uh, and things that, or things that did make me feel uh, secure and happy that might not serve that purpose anymore. And mm. it's hard to let stuff like that go, whether they be people um, or whether they be like, you know, uh, your hometown yeah um like some it's hard to move sometimes because you know you're familiar with it 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 gives you a sense of security but again me uprooting and moving to atlanta and then moving to to uh new york and then uprooting and and moving to la for eight months and then moving back to philly because it didn't feel like home and then moving back to la for two years uh all that movement has allowed me to have a lot of different experiences mm. and, and, and those have helped me realize like, okay, well, when this happens, I typically do this. And like, and then like you do, you kind of have to analyze and, and, you know, take notes, along, yeah. take notes along the way. Um, but for the most part, man, you just gotta, just gotta do it. Yeah. Step into that fear. Yeah. But letting go is huge. I huge, mean, man. And so hard. Yeah. And it goes into like what you resist persists. Totally, man. And, 
you resist something so long, it ends up like you attract that into your life. Totally, man. It's, it's tough. And, and, uh, you know, again, not to be too astrological, but the, the Saturn return is, is a real thing. It's kind of, you know, when you're born, if you're not familiar with it, when you're born, uh, planets are in your, their natal position. Mm. And then Saturn is the slowest moving planet. Um, and, uh, it takes 29 years to get back to where hmm. uh, it was in your natal position. And that is like a very, very real reality check. It puts everything right in focus that's going on in your life. So you see a lot of people at 29, 30, hmm. and that age 31 have that kind of like, holy shit, what am I doing with my life breakdown? And that's important for, for that's a, in a very important moment. Some people are scared shitless by it and they hide and they continue to just do everything that they've been doing even though they feel like shit and they're depressed. Or there's people that go, okay, I see this, I see this, I need to make some changes because yeah. ultimately I want to be happy. And, 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 and um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it's letting go, whether it be, you know, coming to peace with whether it be a, a girlfriend or a losing a family member or uh, even just a, a job that you've been doing for 10 years, whatever it may be, it's really, really hard to do, man. Yeah. It's really hard to let go. Yeah. But when you do, it's freeing. Oh my goodness. And that liberation feeling, that feeling of being light and feeling of like being weightless. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it, man. That's like what we live for. When people, when people do drugs and uh, all that kind of stuff and they get high and they're like that, that feeling uh, that they're trying to recapture every time they're doing drugs, uh, that feeling of that weightlessness and that liberation that you can get just from letting go and, and steering yourself in the right direction, that is so addicting, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I find a lot of that from creating. Yeah. Like creating art and creating things that I love. Absolutely. I, got, I like to call it creative resonance. Yeah. And like that's when time starts to just... It, it doesn't even matter what time it is. Yeah. Uh, and you're just kind of zoned out and you're just having a blast. And when you can kind of lose yourself mm. uh, in, in, in what you're doing, uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like you jump into to flow, the flow zone pretty easily. Yeah. No, not even though. I wouldn't say it's easy. I mean, I have, there'll be months where I won't write or, or create uh, just because I'm kind of maybe even stocking up on mm. experiences and feelings and, and, and stuff. I might better be, might be better for me to just go write and write every day, write every night. But, uh, for some reason I just don't, but, um, yeah, when you get in the flow, um, and allow yourself the opportunity to get in the flow, um, it's amazing. Yeah. So it sounds like, it sounds like experiences is huge mm -hmm. in, in what you're creating and in, in your music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I think with anybody, I mean, like you're, you, you, you're a photographer for simplistic terms. Um, and like, it's all about your subjects and what you're looking at. And like, you know, that plays such a big role. I mean, same thing for me. It's like, yeah, I can talk about how great I am all the time and I can just be like, yeah, fuck bitches, get money. You know what I mean? But like, um, uh, what makes my art different from, uh, you know, everybody else's, even though we're using the same, you know, you guys, multiple photographers are using the same cameras yeah. and the same uh, technology and Photoshop and whatever else. What makes it different is your perspective and your, like how you see it. Mm. Um, and it's the same thing with music. I mean, I could write a song about this chair and somebody else could write a song about the same chair and it's going to be different purely based off of perspective. Um, and being sensitive to that, man, being sensitive, at, even as a listener too, just like understanding, like just because you don't agree, you know, doesn't make that person 
wrong or right or whatever it may be. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense or answers no, makes, your question. Yeah, but it makes like, total sense. It's, uh, it's just definitely one of those things where, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's your, it's your perspective and that's it. And you just gotta, just gotta, again, just, you just gotta just do it. Yeah. And the more you hone and refine that perspective, that's what people are looking for. Right. I agree. I think so. I think that people like, that's how you relate to somebody. You're like, yeah. oh man, I see it the same way. You yeah. I mean that we're, we're two peas in a pot. Yeah. And people that try to go all over the place and do all these different things end up because the, the whole jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Master of none. Master of none. Right. How would you rather be really good at everything or great, amazing, the best at one thing? Yeah. Would you? I'd rather be the best at one thing. But go. I also, there's other things. I like, I like playing in, in different realms. Yeah. I guess that the, the further I go in my world, in my creative world, the more things I'm like, ooh, I want to play with that and I want to play with that. But I think it's because I've got other, you know, I've got the photography thing on my belt that I'm still, still obviously there's still a long ways to go. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm working on, you know, this podcast is a whole nother venture for right. me. And it's a lot of fun and like doing other art pieces and, and working on a lifestyle brand like i'm just like my creativity my vision is growing but it's all still now it's like becoming under one perspective and one umbrella mm-hmm. absolutely so, absolutely yeah what about you yeah i agree i mean uh there's just there's also so much to do so i i think it would be <laughs> like if i was just the best tennis tennis player in the world but then couldn't do anything else. It's kind of like, eh, that sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> it would be nice to like be great at so many amazing things or be really good at so many amazing things. But, um, you know, being the best at something has its rewards. Mm. Um, so well, that's how you become successful. I think. Yeah, I think so too. And like honing your craft. I mean, I'm, I'm really good at rapping. I'm like really good at being relatable. I'm really good at kind of like using, uh, language and being able to talk to people. And that's a strength of mine. Um, obviously multiple weaknesses, but a strength of mine is being able to make people feel comfortable, um, and talk to them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's no reason for me to ignore that. Yeah. You know, there's no reason to say, Hey, you're good at this. Like, again, it takes me back right to the very beginning where it's like, people were like, Hey, Ash, you're good at this. Keep going. So mm-hmm. I recognize that as well. Hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Like, let me keep going. Instead of just like, eh, I'm pretty good at this. I'm going to do something else. Cause I know I'm good at this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So let me try to do something I'm not good at, which is one way to look at it. But, um, you know, you see people, uh, you know, I w- I want to play piano and write music using the piano. So they spend hours and hours, uh, playing the piano and they're, they'll get good. Yeah. But they're not like, they're not meant to do it. You know what I mean? They might have tiny hands or whatever it may be, but they're very, very persistent on, on playing the piano. So, uh, you see them and you're good. It's kind of forced, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right, but props to you for learning how to do it. Um, but again, you know, I I think it's nice to, to recognize your natural talent and again, hard work, really honing in on it and, and doing it rather than distracting yourself with, okay, well, I know I can do that. So let me go over here and, uh, and learn how to sail. Yeah. It sounds like acknowledging like your talent is yeah. a huge, huge thing. Recognizing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's great. Now I want to ask you too, in terms of even over the last few years, how has relationships and being in a relationship affected your music, your career, and you know, good ways, bad ways. How how has it affected you? 
man. Like uh, intimate relationships? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like girlfriend. Uh, I mean, that's a tough subject for me right now. Yeah. Um, just because uh, facing my first, like, and hopefully, well, no, like, facing a real, real heartbreak of, uh, of out of a relationship with somebody who really meant a lot and, and means a lot to me. Um, and then to see her, you know, be with somebody else and mm. all of that kind of stuff is, uh, it's tough, you know, and, and processing that on a personal level and then still having a job to do. Yeah. Uh, cause it really, it at like when, you, if anyone has ever experienced heartbreak, it is consuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's paralyzing and any real relationship, uh, has the potential to, to do that. So being in a relationship for me as someone who creates his art and someone who has to be focused on that um, and also being somebody who cherishes and holds relationships and intimate relationships very dear to them, that balancing act is very hard. I don't have the structure and the consistency of say, hey, I go my nine to five and I come home at 5.45 and you know where I'm always gonna be. I wear the same thing every day, I do the same thing every day. So that's comfortable for that relationship. And it's easy, it's, it can be easy or easier to, uh, to uh, be in a relationship that's consistent. Yeah. Um, whereas myself and other people who create for a living and are, are in the, the, the world of music, art and everything else, it takes a tremendous amount of focus to work and hone in on your craft. It takes a lot of work. So you have to be with somebody who understands that, mm. how important it is for you as you as a person uh, how important your craft is and, and the expression and all that is to you as a person um, and respect that, but also love your woman, like be there and and present in that relationship. Mm. Um, and it's hard, man, that balance, especially when we're young. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you ignore something for long enough, it's just like, it can go away. And that's kind of just my experience of it is uh, in, in my relationships, um, a lot of the times when it gets really hard is when I'm, I'm working, you know, yeah. but when I'm there, uh, and in the same room, you know, it's hard to disregard that love and, and the, the, the relationship in it and mm. real. But when I, I travel, man, you know, I got to go on tour. I have to, you know, do one-offs and that's hard if you're, if you're with anybody and even yourself are insecure in that relationship. Yeah. So if you're, um. It's tough, man. I mean, balancing professional and personal is not easy. Yeah, I mean, especially as an artist, like your your art is who you are mm-hmm. and it comes from your emotions. And, right. You know, when your emotions are pulling you left and right, it's it, it, you, it takes a tremendous amount of focus. Absolutely, and like, you know, I get, um, you know, you get a lot of your... Uh, your uh, work and like a lot of your ideas from your relationship. I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of songs were written about heartbreak and relation. I mean, Adele, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, being able to, to capture it and, and being able to, you know, when you hear somebody else talk about it, like, man, I, I'm experiencing the same thing. That is, is, is definitely what it's all about. But, uh, yeah, man, that balancing act is, uh, is a real one. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, in in the same respect, have you ever felt? I mean, I know I went through a lot of this, but um, in terms of up and down uh, commercially and just economically, mm-hmm. you know, with your art, have you ever felt 
not depressed, but like, you know, for taking sure. things personally when oh, you're not, sure. you know, when things are down. Oh, I've been, I've been down, which is like, you know, I don't wear it on my sleeve. Yeah. But uh, I've definitely been down. And I, you know, even the same thing of like, in, in this incarnation, for whatever reason, I'm very, I love the idea of home, mm. hearth and home. And like, I love the idea of like having a family for whatever reason. I mean, some people are just like, dude, screw that. Like, yo again fuck bitches get money you know what i mean and don't care about the stuff for whatever reason I, I really do um but like i also love what i do and it's important to me yeah so it's like where where is your loyalty do you know what i mean right. and if it's to both like you know you have to make the time for for both mm-hmm. um and they do you can't just compartmentalize and like separate the two because again you're you're drawing a lot of your your art is is affected by what you're going through personally, mm-hmm. specifically for me, and I'm sure for you too. Like, yeah. where do you divide the two? Yeah, know, because they are so. And what we do anyway, they are are so, uh, and they're so together. Yeah, they're the same thing essentially. Uh, like, they all come from you know love and who you are mm-hmm. as a person. Like, my relationships uh, directly affect my music. Yeah. Uh, whereas if I you know work at Wall Street or whatever, just as an example, like my relationship isn't necessarily going to affect my performance. I can, I can separate the two easily. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think it's, it's been, it's been tough for me because they, they, for the most part in my world and maybe I'm seeing it wrong or whatever, maybe I'll see it differently down the road, but, uh, they very much operate in the same space for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely hundred percent relate to that. Yeah. So, um, earlier we were, you know, you were giving us and and for those of you want to check it out, we'll probably put this up on, on YouTube, but, uh, the world of health and fitness. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I know I, for myself, I, the older I get, the more health and fitness has become important totally. to me. I mean, totally. touch on that a little bit in terms of how, how it's become more important to you it's kind of always been in my life which is cool again testament to my parents my mom uh was an aerobics instructor growing up like you know i used to play tennis and against the sports thing so it was always around you know yeah we were allowed to eat cheetos and gummy bears but at the same time like almonds were available and like you know organic has been in my house for a really long time um and i just think it's a it's a consciousness thing i mean people are starting to become aware of the food that you eat affects your thoughts it affects how you feel um, and, and same thing with, um, people are starting to understand that when you are active, you feel better. It yeah. really, just the chemistry of the whole thing, like it, it releases endorphins and you're, you're feeling good. Uh, and that becomes really important again, as you get older, more important that you just want to feel good yeah. and being active and being outside and eating good food. It stuff is, is the simplest stuff that you can do to live a happy and healthy lifestyle. So it isn't, you know, you don't need to turn it into like a PSA and everybody like you, you choose what you want. And, you know, I, I know for a fact that like cheesesteaks make me happy. So I'm not like gluten free and all this. It's just kind of a moderation thing. I still check in with desserts. I love desserts. Um, but just like know what's, what you're putting into your body. Um, you know, uh, moderation is obviously very important. Um, and just take care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's what's going on inside is very reflective of what's going on you know, outside. So if you're, you know, weak and, you know, you're tired all the time and things like you should, you should check into how you, how you live your life. Yeah. How is, how is working out and eating healthier affected your creativity? Oh, huge. I mean, it's huge. I mean, you get ideas when you're, when you're, you know, being active. I don't, I'm not a runner. Right. So like, I like to get my, uh, my exercise in through, you know, 
whether it be playing sports, playing tennis, um, and just kind of running around shooting hoops, that's kind of how more so than going on a run or going yeah. to the gym. I like to work out at home and do like kind of like uh, you know pull ups, push ups, a lot of that. The yeah. easy, easy uh, working with my own body weight, um, that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, it's just one of those things. It gets your brain going, it gets your body going, it gets your blood going. Like that stuff is super important. Yeah, definitely. Well, I have one 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 more question that I typically that I ask every every guest, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of want to do a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And I would you know I'd love to see you freestyle. What do you got? What this. Do you? So the question is, what does live inspiration mean to you? Live inspiration. Yeah, man. To live inspiration is to to be true and, and be loyal. Uh, stay you. When, when you're ready to fold and give up, you dig deep and, and you pick yourself up mm. and you find that when you try and you give yourself over, uh, there's no one more important than those who are loyal. So look inside and it's okay to cry that'll make you who you are yeah. uh, in the end. So live inspiration every day, man. Be sad, em- em- embrace it, be happy, embrace it. Um, when, you're, when there's fear, face it, um, and you'll live inspiration. Man. It's good, that's yeah. good, I like it. That's the, best, I mean, <laughs> that's the best I could do. That's great. That's great. Now, and yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Cheers, man. I appreciate you having me. I mean, you know, we're just kind of chopping and drinking iced tea and swinging wooden swords, but that's the best, that's the best way to do Definitely. it. Definitely. That's casual conversation, but it's good to get, good to get at the insights and Absolutely. good to hear where you're from, Absolutely. coming from and everything. Appreciate you, Nick. Where can we uh, find you on the internet? Speaking oh, of. Man, all the music and everything uh, is asherrothmusic.com. Uh, you know, the Twitter stuff and the Instagram, uh, Twitter is Asheroth, A-S-H-E-R-R-O-T-H, and Twitter is A-P Roth. Um, but yeah, all the music is just, you just got to really Google the name and find it. It's pretty, it's pretty yeah. clear cut, but Asheroth Music has all the music and then, you know, uh, Twitter's my thoughts and uh, um, Instagram's my perspective. Instagram is A-P Roth? Yep, nice. A-P-R-O-T-H. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. My brother. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode with Asher Roth. I am your host, Nick Onkin, and if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word by leaving us a good review on iTunes and tagging us on Instagram where you're listening to the episode, at Nick Onkin and Shop Talk Radio. You can also tag Asher Roth at AP Roth. If you want to check out the photos that we did from the photo shoot, go to shoptalkradio.com slash EP31. We had a fun photo shoot through over in Soho in New York, and we shot film. It was a good time. So check it out, and we'll see you next time.
the bad, to the bad, to the bone. Look real close, I should've known. Heels on the toes to be matching the code, and the jewels on the rose just to add to the show. Mm-mm, fine, Clementine. What I gotta do to make you mine? Girl, you set my heart on fire. Open fire, I could die from sweet tea, and I need refreshment. Best in the sheets for to keep me guessing. Must aim to please teach me a lesson. Geek band to beat dog, Greek a second. I'll stop, bumble clock. Do you wanna run to the sun or not? If you wanna fly, better come inside. Go along, we'll go for a Pew, pew. Getting his pew pew on. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs>